right, welcome to episode seven of the John and Tom Show. How you doing, Tom? I'm good today, John. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I've been better, but uh, I am hanging in there. After still. the events of this week, I'm still in a state of shock and disbelief. But other than that, I'm doing okay. I know a lot of people have mentioned that you know 2020 was supposed to be this the worst year ever, but 2021 is starting off pretty. Pretty awful. <laughs> Good uh, point. <laughs> not just not just for everybody, but particularly for me and my brother um, got got COVID. He's in the hospital. Um, we're all pulling for him. He's, um, you know, we we weren't expecting. Obviously, we weren't expecting anything like this to happen, and um, so we're 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 hoping that he pulls through. Um, just wanted to let everybody know that. Um, love you, bro. Uh, Need you to need you to make us make it work. Come back. Um, so there's that, and then you got to add the the fun political, not even political. It's just America, basically. Yeah. Uh, stuff going on in America, our country, our beloved country. That I don't think anyone would ever have thought that anything like this would happen in our lifetimes or ever, maybe. Um, but you know, that such is life. Uh, such is life in the current um world so also before we get started i wanted to <laughs> mention uh episode six i think we're gonna rename that one called the drunk episode because tom and i were a little i wouldn't say we're well we were we had a, a few and i want to just uh apologize a little bit um for the the sloppiness uh, i think it was still a pretty decent episode but um, I, w- I wanted to dig in a little bit more with Jake, and I don't know if we did a very good job of that. I think we could have asked him better questions or whatever. Regardless, just uh, want you to know that, that we realized that that might have been a little too much. So we're going to try to keep that in check. This one's going to be a so- fairly sober episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah we may we- have more of those drinking episodes <laughs> later, but we'll warn you. I'll warn you if you don't want to hear those, but I think it's fun. I mean, it's just, um, we, we definitely got a little carried away. Uh, but I still think it's worth a listen. Um, um, and there was a lot of good information on there. I think Jake brought a lot of good info and I, I would like to have him back on again. I think he's a, he's a good guy to, um, to, to hear from. He's in the U S national guard. Um, obviously it's a pretty, um, you know, important thing right now, uh, the U.S. National Guard. Oh, yeah. They've <laughs> so, gotten a lot of press in the last couple of days. And he did a bunch of research on militias. And so we, we just touched the, scratched the surface um, on episode six. So I, I think we may go back to that topic a little bit more. I'm not sure if it's just going to be militias, but, um, you know, his experience in the National Guard. And, and he is um, he is a Trump supporter. Uh, but, you know, we... Um, I, he was he was a great guest, and I I, w- I would like to have him back on. And I, you know, so anyway, uh, moving on. Um, let's get started with the, today's events. Uh, today is the eighth of January. Um, two days ago, I believe, was it two days ago? What's yep. today? Friday. It was Wednesday that uh, the Trump supporters stormed the castle. No, they stormed the Capitol. But um, and it's no joke. Uh, that is far, far, far from a joke. Unfortunately for these people, I think some of them think it is a joke and um, they're going to find out that it's not. And um, I would like um, Tom can uh, give us a quick rundown of the march that happened earlier in the day and I'll, I'll comment on it. 
Well, actually, I want to start with the uh, March to Save America rally. Uh, I watched the whole thing. I punished myself and watched the whole thing. Uh, but anyway, just, just some of the highlights from it. Uh, I think the symbol, first of all, I think the symbol of the Stop Steel movement and the uh, March to Save America is Q Shaman. Uh, he that's is the guy a, with the horns. Yeah, that's the guy with the Viking the horns that had the red, white, and blue face paint and was carrying an American flag along with a spear. And I'm thinking, you poor devil, uh, he must have been really drunk and thought it was going to be a Halloween party. I just did. Or Burning Man. Yeah. Burning, burning, yeah. <laughs> burning Man. Anyway, uh, some of the wonderful uh, comments that uh, were made by various speakers. This one I found really troubling was by the genius lawyer Rudy Giuliani and you know speaking of Rudy Giuliani I'm afraid that if I even let him so much as handle a traffic ticket for me I'd wind up in prison Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so so he said quote let's go let's go to the capitol and have trial by combat I heard that. Yeah. yeah, isn't that wonderful? It's Trial. like Game of Thrones. Uh, it's exactly. like uh, yeah. Tyrion Lannister. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then of course uh, this this was good. Trump himself. He says we're going we're going to march on the Capitol, and I'll be there with you. And yeah. that turned out to be a cowardly lie. He made directly for the White House. He didn't march with them at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is the law and order president that's that, that's calling on these people to march on the Capitol. Remember, he's the one that 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 came down hard on the Black Lives Matter protest, called out the guard and all that, and uh, and now he's he's inciting this crowd that converges on the Capitol. Uh, and and he even lied about that; he didn't go with him. But you know, it was kind of pathetic. I feel you know, in some way, I feel. Sorry for those people. They, they've been duped so bad by this guy. And I can't understand what kind of mesmerizing hold he has over him. But you could hear on some of the uh, uh, <clears throat> cell phone cast uh, videos that uh, there were people in the back of the group of rioters who actually were talking about Trump being up front. They said, oh, yeah, the president's up there. He's leading us and all that. Yeah. And that was that was an abject lie. Well, Hawley was there. He oh, was, yeah, Hawley was there. was there. Yeah, he, in fact, he gave him a raised fist as, yeah. as, they, were, as they were invading the Capitol building. Um, there was another one. There, I, I saw several videos. Um, one was um, victory or death, victory or death. I mean, these are speakers on the, on, on yeah. the podium with the microphone. With the Trump banner behind them, this is you know hours before they did it. Right, uh, victory or death, victory or death. Uh, some of the things they're saying. I mean, some of the people in the crowd had shirts that said "Camp Auschwitz," right? I mean, these are these are people that are. Oh like, wow! I didn't see oh, that. Yeah. John. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. There, there's some of the stuff that these people had on, and they, like what they were. We're talking really far right people. Um, there's a there's a lot of videos out there of all different types of people. There's people, like there was a a, a mayoral candidate, uh, and they make you know these are uh, you know more regular people who were there and they were uh, they thought that storming the Capitol was a good idea. People that put their stuff on Instagram on face on Facebook 
there are people that are, uh, you know, like a mayoral candidate in, in some state and um, another guy who's a lawyer and he, he, you know, did recordings while he's there. You know, they thought it was okay. Oh yeah. Like they think it's okay to storm the Capitol. They think this is a revolution. <laughs> and what are you revolting against? Like they're, you know, just because your candidate lost. I anyway. So I got off a little bit, but keep going on your well. Kinda, <laughs> well, kind of to take off on that, John. Uh, I don't know if we're all familiar with Representative Mo Brooks. Yeah, uh, he's an Alabama Republican, not Mel Brooks. No, no, Mo <laughs> no. I don't. Brooks. I don't. I, I don't want to insult Mel Brooks. This is Mo Brooks. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> anyway. Uh, he uh, is with the rumor that Antifa fascist and backwards mega hat uh, yeah. uh, mega hats were responsible for the violence, and he tweeted from the lockdown capital where he was taking cover from the mob. Time will tell what truth is, and then he said, "Today is." And he was speaking to the crowd. Uh, fire Pelosi, and today is the day American patriots. These people think they were being patriots. That's the, that is that's, the that's the scary part. They thought they were being patriotic when actually they're being treasonous. Uh, he said, today is the day American patriots start taking down names and kicking ass. Yeah. And people were talking about, there's one lady on camera saying, I want, um, I want, I want somebody to pull a bullet between Joe Biden's eyes. Oh, right? wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, Mike Pence actually was in there, and I, I, they were there was t- grumbling and, and rumbling about, um, let's go find Pence and get him, because he wouldn't overturn yeah. the election results. So it's, talk about an angry mob. I mean, that's like pitchfork stuff. Like, yeah. really, truly, this is probably the biggest, you know, I don't even know what the word is, but for, for you know, a pitchfork mob... Yeah, that that's what these guys were, at, and they were under a spell. There, I also saw another video. I've been looking at Twitter a lot. So. Oh, <laughs> another God. video of the guy today who was there, and they came to his door, knocked on his door because he was identified from one of the videos, and he he said, "Oh, it it was the worst decision I've ever made in my life. Sorry, everybody, I'm going back on my home." Okay, that's not that's not okay. You can't just no. go storm the Capitol and then go back to your home. You need to go to jail. You, if you're going to storm the Capitol, if you're going to attempt a coup and, and try to take over a government yeah, building, yeah. you can't, you, you got to have some punishment. There's got to be some punishment for these people. There has to be something, you know, there's, I think there was only 63 arrests or something. And, um, five people died, including a police officer. And, uh, yeah, he was like, hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Um, <sighs> There has to be some sort of punishment so to, to let people know that this is, you know, absolutely unacceptable. Um, but, you know, we're, we're going to have to see. Is this, it's, the, it's January 8th. This just happened two days ago. A lot of the um, uh, people in Congress, on Pelosi and Schumer mainly, uh, are trying to get the 25th Amendment. And some Republicans um, are trying to get the 25th Amendment invoked or either that or impeachment. Um, and now Trump came out with his, his little teleprompter speech trying to backtrack um, to try to maybe slow that process down. Uh, we'll see um, how that goes in the next several days. Um, but I don't know. Um, what do you think? 
Well, uh, I know that finally I was listening to the right wing radio coming over here today. I know you think I'm sick. I, but I, I, do. I don't listen to the radio. <laughs> I, I subscribe to right right wing Twitter Twitter accounts. Oh, okay, I well, so I listen I, to. I can't them hear on, the voices. Too I listen pain. to the <laughs> ultimate right wing uh, radio podcast or radio broadcast rather from the uh, Republican mecca of the United States, that being Indiana. I don't know. Uh, Alabama, Mississippi might. Might have a little problem with that. Now, you got to remember on election night, we were the very first state to be called. And who did who were we? But you know, in 2008, Obama won here. I know. We were thinking more clearly in 2008. (laughs) (laughs) Something happened. You know, it must, somebody must have put something in the water since then. I don't know, John. It's crazy. Uh, But yeah, he, well, the, Pence said he's uh, not going to uh, invoke the 25th Amendment. And so now the Democrats are preparing articles of impeachment. They said they they may bring to the floor as early as the middle of next week. I don't know why it's taking them so long to do that. Well, by the time they bring it, he's going to be gone. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's, not, I mean, it's, can you really impeach somebody or do the 25th Amendment that quickly? Oh, the 25th Amendment, you could. Government doesn't move that fast. Well, uh, here's the way the 25th, let me find this. The way the 25th Amendment looks, because I I, I was curious as as to how that really, uh, how that really comes about. Uh, And, well, in fact, speaking of the 25th Amendment, uh, uh, Representative Kinsinger, a Republican from Illinois, uh, called for the 25th Amendment as early as yesterday. You know, I was looking at the 25th Amendment a little bit. It seemed like it was created more out of if the president is unwell as opposed to unfit. And unfit is harder to determine, like, if he's insane versus, like, unwell meaning sick. If the president is, like, his health has declined and he's not, you know, Trump's been like this since day one, so he hasn't declined. He's actually, you know, in, you know, gone up in his insanity, but... um I don't know. Does the Twenty Fifth Amendment speak to psychiatric issues, or is it? Yeah, if he's in, but it's 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 kind of vague, John. But actually, the Twenty Fifth Amendment has been invoked before. It was invoked when uh, Reagan was shot, and he was under anesthesia and surgery right. because yeah. it, it allows for you know the, the, yeah. the president now is uh, uh, rendered unable. To uh, so what so happens in that his, way? The vice duties. president takes over. Yeah, the vice at president. At that point, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, so, the whole idea be- behind the Twenty Fifth Amendment it was enacted in nineteen sixty seven, and it was actually in reaction to Kennedy's assassination in sixty three, because up until then there was actually some vagueness about the yeah. order of succession. Right. Uh, and so this just reinforced the order of succession, and it also gave uh, some latitude to. Uh, getting the president out of office for for various reasons, but it said. But does it okay? So it actually says that um, they can be no longer in office permanently. No, or is it? It's temporary. Here I'm gonna. Well, I'm. I'll, I'll read it. it. Says for the 25th Amendment to be invoked, Pence and the majority of Trump's cabinet would need to declare that Trump is unable to perform the duties of the presidency and remove him. Pence would take over. In that scenario, Trump could subsequently declare that he is capable of resuming the job. If Pence and the majority of the cabinet do not contest Trump's determination, Trump regains power. However, if they dispute 
Trump's declaration. The issue would then be decided by Congress, but Pence would continue to act as president. Until it's crazy that how time. much power Pence has now. Yeah, and uh, you know that vice president. You, we all start understanding. Like, look at the the, the Congress now. We've got uh, the upcoming Congress is just going to be decided by the vice president. It, it's becoming yeah. a very important position. You know. Uh, well, and it says. I don't remember it, it ever being this important before. <laughs> oh no, no. I'm, well, nobody ever even heard yeah. of the 25th Amendment till yeah. uh, until tr- uh, yeah. Trump came into office. Remember, they've talked about the 25th Amendment before. This yeah. isn't the first time with regards to Trump. Uh, it says anyway, a two-thirds majority of both chambers would be needed to keep Trump sidelined, but the Democratic-controlled House could simply delay voting on the substance substance. Substantive. Boy, that's a tongue twister for me. Uh, (laughs) Dispute until Trump's term ends. And uh, so uh, it would be a, uh, according to the uh, law professor that wrote this, he said the 25th Amendment would be an appropriate way to remove Trump from office and has the benefit of being quicker than impeachment. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was my next question was – he said Pence. impeachment. Yeah, because that they're both on the table right now. Um, right, right. It's yeah. So, so you're saying 25th Amendment is quicker. Yeah. Than impeachment. In fact, he said Pence could instantly become president, whereas impeachment and conviction could take at least a few days. So okay. th- this is. But but so again, I'm not sure if I heard you uh, with the 25th Amendment when you invoke it. Is the president permanently no longer the president, or is it a temporary thing? It's temporary. It's temporary. So in this case, there's only 10 days left or whatever. Well, it could uh, be. The easiest way is permanent. If he says, okay, I'm incapable, that's fine. But if he contested it, then it goes to both houses. Yeah, he and would contest it. For it to stick, they'd have to vote two-thirds majority yeah. in both houses to keep him By out. the time that all happened, we're talking, you know, it's the next next week. We're talking like the 15th of there's yeah. only like five more days left. But I, I, I think it's kind of worth it considering his condition. You know, his finger's on the button of oh, I know. nuclear weapons. And I don't think anybody at this, well, except for his far right, you know, although he now he pissed him off with his little teleprompter speech maybe um, by saying that, you know, he doesn't back them now. Oh, the, the day before he did, he loved them yesterday. Now he doesn't love them. So it's, you know, conflicting signals. Um but yeah, I, I, hard to imagine anybody w- wanting Trump to have the nuclear coach right now. <laughs> oh, I know. That's well. See, the, what bothers me, John, and we've talked about this before. That right after the election, he did wholesale firings at the at the Pentagon. He threw out the chief of policy and he threw out the chief of planning and replaced them with his people. I still, uh, and again after Wednesday. After Wednesday, I, I, I see anything as possible, John. I, so you think the people in the FBI are not necessarily going to Well, I don't. Uh, I would not be a bit surprised. He's such a desperado, and he's, 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 like, an, uh, he's like a wounded animal in a, painted into a corner. Yeah. Okay, I think there's a good chance he may try to invoke martial law with the backing of the military. So I've also been saying this. Um, I predicted this as well. Um, I certainly hope that that doesn't happen. I mean, it's the last thing I would ever want to see. And even though I don't believe a word he said on his teleprompter speech, I hope that he 
so, somehow somehow takes it to heart and like starts believing what he said. I don't think he will, unfortunately. And I agree with you. I think there is a there's still there's 12, 12 days left right. in his presidency. There's still a chance. Sorry, everybody. There's still a chance that he can do this. That well, you know, we talked about in the last episode uh, who who can declare martial law, and uh, it was unclear. It's unclear, but um, he probably, you know, he would just say, I, I'm declaring martial law, and it would just, you know, it would get really ugly and fuzzy at that point. And then, yeah, military in martial law, by martial law, the military takes over. Military takes over of all government. Period. They, yeah. they, are, they are everything. They're they, government. They're, and, they're, they're everything from uh, the police force to the post office. And, and another thing on a, on a side note, on, you know, I am, I am very pro-police. I, I love the police. Uh, there were videos out there of policemen taking selfies oh, God, with, yes. with, the, with the people inside the Capitol. I saw videos of policemen allowing, opening the barricades and letting them bum rush the Capitol and walking mm-hmm. away. I saw police helping people down the stairs after they had, after they're leaving their, their storming of the Capitol. Yeah. They're not, yeah. they, they were grossly, grossly underprepared. And they, those people were in there for hours and hours ransacking offices. Trump claims that he called the National Guard right away. He did not. That's an no. absolute lie. Yeah. Four hours went lie. by, and they still weren't there. They had, they, there was even the, the I think the, the Capitol Police um, chief is resigning. Yeah. Because of this. Um, yes. Because they were not prepared. The, the police force was not prepared. What was it? Somebody said we spend seven hundred and fifty billion dollars a year on defense, mm-hmm. but we can't defend our own capital building. You know that is an outstanding point. That is an outstanding point. That's supposed to be like sacred ground, you know. And well, is 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 to kind of expound on what you said about the the National Guard. The. Uh, army had had kept saying well we'll you know we'll bring in the guard trump did not want the guard in in yeah, fact yeah, the only reason the guard got in there because in fact it was pence, pence, yeah, it was pence. who activated them to come in uh, but i wanted to touch back on what i was saying a little bit i my point i think to talk about that that the fact that the police officers were sort of some some were helping i don't know if all of them i mean but i think it's a little indicative of potentially what's going on in the police force in general there's a lot of very very avid trump supporters in the police force oh absolutely and And the military and the military and their perception is is that trump is pro-military and pro-police he says law and order all the time he's this and that that's their perception whether trump is or there's not he he i don't think he is i think he just gives off the perception that he is and they all believe that they so so they're in a tough spot that, you know, they're, they're starting to question, you know, should they support America anymore or should they support this, this guy who they, who they believe in, who, who they believe in, even though he lost the, even though he lost the election, they're in a tough spot because, you know, like some of those police officers that were helping, they were like, you know what, if I wasn't in this outfit, I might be with you guys, you know, exactly. and that's unfortunate. And that's a real, real problem. Well, I think what really bothered me when I, when I saw the uh, those pictures of uh, the police officers doing selfies, and I thought, with uh, the rioters, I'm thinking, here one of your colleagues has been murdered. Yeah, 
You know, it, it, it's just it, the whole thing was insane. Uh, and, and again, it comes down to, okay, what, what are they doing this for? Yeah, because they think Trump was robbed of the election. Is it, is it um, anger management? Is this like frustration? <laughs> is this their, their type of frustration? And they're allowed because the lady on Fox this morning just said, oh, you know, I understand these guys. They're, they're really frustrated. 75 million people voted for him and he lost. Well, too bad. The other guy got 80 million votes and or 82 million votes, whatever it was. You, losing your, your candidate losing election does not give you the right to go storm the highest <laughs> the government building, for building in the land. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there are repercussions for that. And I certainly hope that as time goes on, those people who are obviously on video and they, they get, they get dealt with because you know, no one, no one should be doing that. No one right, left, middle, anywhere no, on the spectrum. No. no one should be doing that. Effing period. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. it's, it's and just I, wrong. I, I don't care who the guy is. Maybe he was a far left guy, far right guy. I don't care. Trump is not saving the country. Okay. He's, he's harmed the country. Okay. And look at this. Uh, how are the Republicans doing when he took office? Pretty good. They had the presidency, the house and the Senate. Mm-hmm. And now four years later, what do they got? They've lost it all. They got nothing. <laughs> they got nothing. <laughs> just like Lindsey Graham, just mm-hmm. just like Lindsey Graham said, he's going to ruin the party, and he did. But yeah. Lindsey Graham decided to jump on for the ride and then back him one hundred percent along along until about two days ago. I say right now, in a lot of places, a Republican would have a hard time getting elected dog catcher. I mean, it's. Uh, uh, <sighs> I wish that was true. Yeah, yeah I wish well, that was true, but yeah, it's, but like it's actually. Think. You would like to think, and I, I would wish, I would, I would, you know, my brain doesn't process why, why they would be elected, but oh, they, yeah. they are. They, they, and, yeah, they, and there's still right. a strong amount of people that do support, um, you know, I, you know, my, my opinion is there, there may be a third party, you know, branching off here, the Trump party, um, you know, uh, so, it, you know, once he loses um, and leaves office, there's going to be, there's going to continue to be, it's just kind of like what the Democrats did a little bit with Trump, how they, they fought it from the day one. Um, it, you know, but they actually, I think, I feel like they had a reason, but, <laughs> um, but you know, they're going to, these guys are going to, there's, there's certain factions. I think we've talked about this on previous um, podcasts, um, militias, factions that are not going to obey the rules of the government, the federal government, because they don't believe that, they're still going to go down like that. They don't believe he won, and um, yeah, it could be it could be a long a long term sort of movement here. Uh, and you know, I was, saw I saw something the other day. It was very interesting to me. And we may talk about this more later. But you know, nineteen twenty three. Guess who else had a failed coup? I believe that might have been one Adolf Hitler. That is correct. Nineteen thirty three. Guess who took power? Ten years later. Ten it's years Adolf. later. He's right back, folks. Ten years later, after a failed coup, Hitler takes power. So I'm I, not trying to compare too much, but, you know, if yeah. I, I would like to talk about fascism a little bit and how, you know, some of the some of the actions that Trump has taken during the last four years. I mean, I'm not saying he is a fascist dictator. He is not. He is a wannabe fascist dictator. <laughs> well, and he's making 
steps. He's taken, he has taken steps to get there. You know, he's, he's trying, he's, he's laying the groundwork. He's getting rid of anybody that doesn't, um, kiss his boot, you know, um, he's, he's doing all the things, it, you know, I have a list of items we can go over that, to, to, that define what fascism is. And it, you start looking at him like, wow, it's really very similar, eerily similar to what, how Trump has been, uh, managing his presidency. And, um, you know, Hitler also won, um, or, or he ran for office. Uh, he actually went, a, he won a fair election, I think in, in 33, well, he, yeah, he won the it fair was election. called a fair election. Well, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. true. <laughs> he won an well, election in 33. Stolen, yeah, well, maybe, yeah. In yeah. 33, he, he won an election. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Quote, unquote, yeah. an election. But after that, he went full fascist. Um, but it just, it appears that this is, there's some similarities there. So we may talk about that a little bit later. But I don't necessarily want to get in there yet. A um, couple other items. Uh, yeah, so we can maybe just touch on this um the impact of the georgia election oh boy yeah yeah oh well you know one one point i did want to make you know you, you were talking about yep. about uh trump and i saw a uh video that jimmy kimmel did mm-hmm. today and he said he, i think he summed it up really well he said for Trump, it's not we the people; it's me the people. <laughs> yeah, and and what gets me is is I think if these people have been duped, if they really think he gives a flying damn about them, their well being, you know, whether they've got jobs, he doesn't give a damn about anything or anybody but himself. I that, mean, he that, has shown that yeah. time and time and time and again. That's, that's I believe to be true, but you're not going to be able to convince those people that that's true. Well, here's, well, you know, it's funny. It's going to be hard should, to convince people. That. It's funny. You should mention that because, uh, uh, one of them, uh, we, we, you know, we, well, this is kind of backtrack a little bit. You know, we were talking about elected Republicans who were, were in actually in on the riot. Yeah. And this one really struck me is, uh, uh, Derek Evans. Derek Evans is a newly elected Republican member of the West Virginia House of Delegates, which is their version of the state legislature. Okay, and he was among the right-wing rioters who violently broke into the U.S. Capitol, and he took a video of himself doing so. Yeah, that's what I was saying. There's some people that thought and, that was totally fine. Yeah, and it, you could hear him uh, at one point. He's leading the crowd to chant Trump. And then once he's in, once he's in the Capitol, he yells, "They're in! They're in! They're in!" Then uh, he, when they get into the, get into the, the Senate floor and whatever, we're in, we're in, we're in. And he said, "Keep it moving, baby." And this guy, but but now, now that he's been called out on it, his video has miraculously been deleted from <laughs> social media. Yeah. So you know, it's that's an attempt. That's an attempted coup, right? And that's well, basically what it is. It's still an attempt. You know, just because you were weren't successful doesn't mean it was. Don't you strike it as a paradox to say I'm a patriot, but then I'm anti-government? Now somehow those two, to me, don't quite mix. You know, uh, yeah. I, I don't see how I, we can get into that a little bit, yeah. maybe because um, it's perception of, 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 you know. 
it, you, you almost have to take a big step back and look at philosophy of America. Like, how do you want your America to look? You know, and you got to, these people are very complex. There's a lot of layers to them. You got to peel them all back and understand like, where, how did they get here? Mm-hmm. It's easy just to say that they're crazy. But, like, there's a reason they've gotten there. There's many, many, many layers of reasoning. Um, and I'd like to talk to somebody, somebody like that at some point, maybe just to get down to some of those layers to understand how, you, how did you get to this place? You know, how do you believe this stuff? Because um, I, I have a hard time getting there, especially, you know, I, I think, you know, because Trump is a big manipulator. He's a major, major manipulator. He, oh, yeah. he knows how to uh, manipulate people really good people um into turning into not so good people um i think ex-military people have been manipulated by him because he's the president right and he is the ultimate i mean you're taught in the military to sort of he's your commander-in-chief if he says it that's the law right and you don't have a choice that's your that's your president no matter who it is he's your president so when you got a guy in there you know, saying falsehoods every day and manipulating things, that's, that's not good because I think the, the military people, they want to follow the country. They, that, they feel they're being patriots because they're following the president, right? Yeah, I, exactly. I, it must be. It has to be because that, like, there is no higher power in their mind than the president. He, is, he, is the, he runs the country. They've taken an oath to, you know, sort of like he's the guy. Right, that's controlling the country, so they believe him in their heart. They don't realize that he has, you know, some intentions that may not be good. Yeah, he's not just the president; he's God. Well, you know, he's he's not a he's not a uh, he's not a type of president that the United States should ever have. You know, he he's in it for the wrong reasons, and that's it's a very dangerous, dangerous, dangerous thing. Because I, I do think, I think uh, military people, you know, that's part of the reason they, they consider this themselves patriots. There's a lot of ex-military in, those, in that group that was out there, right? Well, the woman that was, was Air killed Force. Yeah. was 14 years in the Air Force, and that scares me to think somebody like that was uh, dead or not. But that's my oh, point. Sorry, that's my but, point. but she was a QAnon follower. Yeah, QAnon, because, because they're trying to explain why the president is right. Because okay. that QAnon is sort of like doing everything they can to sort of, I, I don't know. There's just some, I think there's some distorted, distorted reality where the president has to be right because he's, you know, they they get, um, I don't know. I don't know how to. I'm just kind of brainstorming this, but I'm, it's hard to figure out. You, we got to do some psychological profiles here to understand. Like, you know, I want to talk to some of these people and like, like go back and understand their life and how they got to this point. Okay, but you would have to here here's what what really bothers me, John, is you're assuming you could have a rational conversation with these people. I don't think that's going to happen because for one thing, here's a perfect example. Now this guy is a civil engineer from California. His name's Tom Groves. And you talk about how the how the rats start to turn on each other. He said he believed that Pence was a pedophile and a member of the so-called deep state, a common accusation among QAnon supporters. Yeah. And he he said that uh, Trump had offered Pence a second chance to mend his ways for the unfounded and unsupported transgressions. And Pence had in turn stabbed his boss in the back. Right. The moment that somebody sort of 
turns a little bit on Trump, they become a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they become an enemy. Oh, of the they state. were a pedophile yeah. too. Well, it's there like was anybody one woman, that's not Trump is a pedophile. One woman that uh, <laughs> was was literally bawling her eyes out. Well, my son dis- has disowned me because I came in here and was part of this. And I'm thinking, lady, duh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. But anyway, uh, yeah, you know what? You know what gets me is I look at these things and uh, I say, they say, well, okay, they just couldn't take it anymore. These are pissed off patriotic Americans. Uh, and, uh, and, and then uh, the Pence news came in. Uh, what's, what, what really gets me about these people is, oh, they're bad news. They're rough and tough when, when they're part of a mob. But yeah. now that they're out, uh, a lot of these people that they were talking to did not even want to give their names because yeah. they were afraid of repercussions from the law. Uh, There's just so many reasons why these guys guys did this. Uh, yeah, you know, I think you get caught up in the in the excitement of you know we're going to go out there and do something. It's like I don't know, man. There's so many reasons why each, each individual went out there and did that. Um, but yeah, when you get into a group, it becomes bigger. Obviously, a bigger thing. <laughs> And, um, that's, you know, it's the mob mob rule is different than individuals. I mean, you're, you're completely, it's a completely different situation and, and bad things can happen when there's mob, uh, mob rule and, and, and inciting mobs is something that the Republicans have been doing basically oh, absolutely. for, for yeah. a long time now. Um, and that's just amazing because I don't, I don't ever, I, I've never taken them for those type, the, the, that type of thing before this four years, like. I could never expect a Republican. Imagine in the eighties or nineties, the Republicans that were there, like George George Bush, and those people wouldn't. Like, can you imagine those no. guys inciting mobs? Like, they're obviously doing. Guys in Senate are doing it. They're inciting the mobs in the House. They're all inciting the mob. Like, they're trying to get them to. They're like rabble rousing, and uh, you know. And this is just the beginning. Is is it just the beginning? I certainly hope it isn't. But you know, I, I hope that it's nearing nearing its its end. I don't. Who knows? But they, there's probably going to be a little bit of a movement that continues on. Um, I know uh, if Trump, you know, once he leaves office, he doesn't get, you know, apprehended by some sort of uh, some sort of authority or um, other country or um, somebody that owes him he owes money to or the state of New York. I don't know. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens. That's going to be a whole other thing to follow well now you see that brings up another point uh i read this morning that he has been talking seriously again about pardoning himself yeah that brings me back to the whole what uh, how long does a presidential pardon last yeah. is it well, permanent you can't undo a presidential pardon can we undo that the moment you leave and then try you for <laughs> all the crimes uh you know uh i have to run parallels between him and nixon but uh, he's so much worse. He it's said, like, "Oh like, yes, yeah, this even, this this even. this is much 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 worse than Watergate. This makes Watergate." Yeah, as I Watergate said before, I think nothing. Wa- That's, I feel like he does Watergate. Yeah, he, he was doing Watergate a Watergate level offense every day. Yeah, yeah, almost exactly, every day. Yeah, you know. Uh, but but I here here's where he took a page out of Nixon's book. Nixon's. I remember Nixon saying this. Yes, I'm able to remember that uh it's and he said simply if the president does it it is not illegal yeah now does same that thing sound that, familiar yeah, same thing yeah i'm above the law basically i don't know his exact words but 
Yeah. Well, you know, at least I've got to give uh, credit to Nixon. He had enough class, enough dignity, and enough shame to resign. I mean, he realized that, that he had screwed up badly, that he had lost his credibility with the American people, and he resigned. In fact, I saw this morning uh, on an interview, uh, I think NBC, yes, the evil left media. Yeah, Remember, I got evil. this from the evil left yeah. media, so it's, it was probably messed with. But Colin Powell said, look, I just want to see the president resign. Yeah, that would be well. That would be was best it two for the days country. ago. Two days ago, uh, he Trump was out there saying, "I will never concede." It was at a rally. Yeah, it was it, at his no, latest rally. No, it was at his latest rally. The march to say, "I will America never rally. concede." Yeah. I will never concede. He said it very emphatically, yeah, very yeah. clearly, and I believe him. Yeah, I believe him. Why would he? I mean, I, he said that stuff yesterday. I don't believe that for a second. But then last night he turned around and said, "Well, yeah." Uh, that he had lost the election and that he was going to make sure it was a seamless yeah. transition between uh, the administrations. I don't believe no, that for no, a no, minute. No. I think he's still lying. Yeah. Uh, but, but the other thing that, that Powell said, and I thought, you know, really that's true. That would be the best thing for the country. He said that way all these these crazy criminal, criminal uh, right-wingers and I'm not saying they all are, but the ones that were at that rally sure as hell are, uh, Well, would lose their leader. And he also said, when about the question of, of martial law, he said, I can tell you right now, as a, you know, of course, as, as he was former Army Chief of Staff and, and all that, he said that martial law, that Trump would never get close to it, that they yeah. would not allow it. So, And I'm hoping he's right. Yeah, I hope so, too. You know. Well, um, speaking of despicable um, people, um, <laughs> I just wanted to. It, there's three that particularly get my goat. Oh boy! And, and they've been out there for a while, and they were three people that initially. Um, well, I have a lot of problems with one of them in particular. One, I mean, McConnell's the worst. He goes back to 2008. As far as I'm concerned, he's just been a. a, a just a generally bad, bad for our country since 2008. Um, but really, you look at Lindsey Graham and you look at Ted Cruz and, you, and those guys that came out in 2016. Yeah, they were running against him, I think, or they were in the primaries against him. But they both are clearly on record saying that that Trump is going to ruin the Republican Party and he's not to be trusted. And they, he says everything that we all know. They, they they both said everything that we all know about Trump and, and, and in 2016, very clearly saying that he's just in it for himself and all this stuff, and he's going to ruin the, the Republican Party. If we vote for him, we're going to lose control of everything. And they were right. But within months after those statements in 2016, both of them jumped on the Trump train, completely wholeheartedly backing him for four years until yesterday and the day before when it was certain that he was, you know, going to lose. And those guys to me are the worst because they enabled this whole thing. Those guys and all those other Senate Republicans and all those other House Republicans that knew better in 2016, they absolutely knew. It's clear that they knew that this was wrong. This guy should not be in power, but they supported him for four years, most likely, in my opinion, to get federal judges appointed for the next 20, 30 years to sway the courts 
to get some of their agendas passed. They sold their souls to the devil for four years. And now they're back and they're saying, you know what? I didn't ever really like him that much. I'm done. Like Lindsey Graham said, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm yeah, out. Count I'm out. me out. Count, count me, me out. out. Count me yeah. out. It's like, okay, but what about the last four years where you were, I mean, you guys supported a man who had fascist dreams. You supported a, pre, not just a man, the president of the country who had fascist dreams. And you expect us to just sit back and accept you back after supporting this guy? The only reason, the only reason you're going back is because he lost. If he would have won, you would still be on that train. You know, like mm-hmm. it pisses me off to no end. And McConnell's the same. And he's supposed to be the hero that came out. It's like, well, I don't know, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, this. <laughs> Trump yeah. is uh, uh, obviously, uh, a, you know, bad but uh you know i forget what this is like oh, i gotta work on that because i got yeah. a decent mcconnell there but yeah it's, it's not th- too bad there really. was um what did he say in that he was one he was before before graham and cruz came out he's like well, i can't vote for him and because if we go against uh uh the elections the democracy is going to be really damaged yeah and that's and that's that was that's, it hey, that was good yeah yeah, yeah. democracy uh, and so i i have to uphold it there it's very thin what you guys are doing and uh you know <laughs> well you know so, uh I, I i see these guys as really slimy cowards i mean they're cowards it's it's well because here's a, a prime example ted you were talking about Ted Cruz was anything but a Trump fan in 2016. Well, yeah. in the 2016 primaries, and I think you posted that video up on on Twitter. I had seen it already. Yeah. But he said in this, he goes, Trump is a liar. Uh, you can't trust anything he says. He doesn't know reality from fantasy. Now, he, that, he, that, he, those are yeah. his own words from that, 2016, yeah. four years ago. That Cruz video, and there's a in Lindsey Graham video. They sum it up almost better than anyone, really. Oh, yeah. That's the only time they told the truth in the last five years, probably. <laughs> yeah. You know, those videos are yeah. gold. They they summarize. I couldn't say it better myself. They, they described yeah. him perfectly because they were running against him in for president. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they, they told the absolute truth there, and they nailed it. I'm going to go back and listen to it again because they, they described him to a T. And, and yet they flipped over and, you know, again, it's what, what is a politician's motivations? Keep their job. Yep. their livelihood. Yep. Yep. And that's probably number one. Um, Keep their fame, their money, their, it's just, you know, trying to, uh, I don't know, save face or whatever it is, but um, it's unbelievable that people just allow that to happen in these, in these areas. Um, And they, they don't mind when they go back and forth like that. I just, I'd rather them just be all or nothing, one or the other. You know, like I oh, hate yeah. it when you flip. Yeah. I mean, it's not a small flip. This is a, it's a yin and yang, like all 180 degrees. There is no other, it's completely the other side, you know, and they do it in one day. Like, what's her name? Loeffler. Oh, Remember, Loeffler. Oh, she, yeah. the oh, day God. before, she was like, yes, I'm voting to object to the Electoral College. And then uh, the next day when the, when the, um, the Trump stuff happened, the, mm-hmm. the guys stormed the Capitol, she's like, I can't do it. Like... It, you know, well, our very own Senator Mike Braun did the same thing. He really? was going to object to Pennsylvania and all that. And then lo and behold, it's a miracle after the Republicans were totally humiliated by what happened on Wednesday, oh, all of a sudden, oh, no, oh, that, no, no, yeah, 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 he's not gonna, he's, he's, he, he, he withdrew his objections. In fact, that 
I forget who it was, said there were like 17 senators that were going to object. Yeah. And then, well, he, hey, he maybe that was a good thing that that happened, right? And, and said a number of them had withdrawn their objections. So, uh, yeah, that was our own Mike Braun that did that. Mike I mean, Braun. he's an imbecile anyway. Uh, but, yeah. but, you know, I think that getting back to 2016, you know, uh, after Cruz said all that, uh, Trump called him Lion Ted. Yeah. You, you know how yeah, he always, yeah. like a juvenile, he has to oh, yeah. you, you come up with put some a stupid name on name. people. Yeah. Call him Lion Ted. But then there's another video that shows Trump after he won the primaries and was the Republican candidate, he says, oh, he went from Lion Ted to Beautiful Ted. Those yeah. are his exact words. Oh, I remember words. that. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. It's just so stupid, all of it. It's <laughs> yeah. so stupid. I'm ready for all of this to, to go away. I don't I, I, I don't know if it's going to, but at no. least we won't, maybe won't have to, you know, Trump's been banned from Twitter. Um, for, and I, Facebook. And, well, Facebook, I know until the 20th of, uh, until he's gone out of presidency. Um, he's yeah. banned from Facebook and, and uh, Instagram. I don't know about Twitter. Uh, he was on a 12-hour ban, but I don't know if he's still still banned or not. Yeah, I don't know what the status of, I, I know, I'm pretty sure that both of them. You know who else they banned? Uh, uh, no. Lynn Wood. Oh, Lynn, oh well. Psh, yeah. Finally. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. Calling for executions of people. Um, yeah. 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 That's, yeah. Yeah. Lynn Wood. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, uh, wow. No. How is that guy still? There's a real he, surprise he's gotta there. Get, I mean, he's got to get disbarred. He has to. Uh, yeah. Lynn Wood. And uh, who was. Yeah. He's the one that, that said that. Yeah. Uh, uh, who was it? Pence. I think it was Pence. Yeah, because Pence, because Pence wouldn't agree to would overturn agree. election results. Yeah, that he should be taken out and, and shot, shot at dawn. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that seems like a, a normal thing, right? Well, like like the like yeah, uh, one hundred and sixty million people just voted, but let's just throw all those votes away and just let the vice president decide who who wins. Seems seems right. Yeah, you know, I think. Uh, Talking about Pence, I really think if he had any vested courage at all, he would invoke the 25th Amendment. But, you know, I think he screwed either way going. Yeah. He, I, I think his political future is done because— He's probably tired of it. He, he's go back to He it, has been—he's been, been uh, Trump's asshole buddy for so many years now that he can't separate himself from that. But I really think he'd be doing himself a favor by invoking the 25th Amendment and getting them out because yeah. at least people say, hey, this guy's got I, guts. I think it would be a, a great, great move for him. I would forgive him for a lot of things, actually. I, I, I can never forgive him for backing Trump for four years. I can never yeah. do that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know a lot about him. I didn't live in Indiana when he was, the, was he governor? Yeah. Yeah. I heard some things about him um, that were kind of not great, but... Um, when, you know, and I, he was anti-Trump, and his all, all of his quote-unquote morals and things go completely against everything that you know Trump is about. And but you know, again, he's selling himself to become vice president, and he's backing this guy. And it's just a you know, there may be some positives come out of it, um, but overall, I, it's really hard to forgive him for that. But if he was to do this, uh, yeah, I think his I think his political future would actually be better. Yeah, I think it'd be a little bit brighter because at least they'd say you know. This guy's got guts, and and he did the right thing when it needed to be done. It's like being on the I, right side of history, right? Yeah, exactly. I think when all this yes. dust on the dust settles and everything's yep. done, we're going to look back on this. Calmer minds will prevail. 
And we're going to look back and we're going to, okay, that was messed up. That was messed up. And all those people did some messed up things. And you want to be on the right side of history. I mean, it's common sense. It's logic. There's fervor in the air. You know, it was, it's, it's, there's this, this crazy energy that's going on. That's going to calm down at some point. Right. Uh, yeah. I hope so. I mean, then you can talk about the, the Hitler stuff, 23 to 33, oh, yeah. 10 year buildup, you know, and, yeah. and he's got, you know, Trump is trying to get his family in place to, you know, be potential, you know, leaders of the country, like his, his, um, really incredibly brilliant son, Eric. And oh, yeah. And don't forget Donald Trump <laughs> Donald Jr. Trump Jr. And, yeah. and Ivanka, or Ivana, or whatever his name is, Ivanka. Ivanka yeah. Um, and then Barron, you know, he's coming up too. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're positioning themselves to try to, you know, be yeah. the royal family of America. Um, and people seem to love it. Uh, I don't know why, but... Well, you know, really, I here's here's another sick way of looking at this. Oh yeah, it would be it would be to Trump's advantage actually if he was kicked out of office, and Pence became president because Pence could then pardon him and his family, because there's you know Trump is talking seriously again about pardoning himself, which every lawyer is worth his weight and salt has said that's bullshit. But how do you, what does a pardon even mean? The, like so he's he's immune from anything? Yeah, yeah. Forever? It, federally, 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 state okay. wise, yeah. no, no, he can't. That won't get him off with. Uh, yeah. Seems uh, like a state lot of charges. stuff is not federal related. There's some federal related stuff, but there's just as much out there that from states State, and yeah. states and oh, other yeah, countries yeah. and uh, private banks and things like that. Well, I still say that, that his main, main major motive in this is that come January 20th, he's not going to be able to hide behind I, the presidency yeah. anymore. Did all I, this is going to come <laughs> crashing down on him. Yeah. The, the, I heard, uh, you guys all probably heard this too, but, um, he had a flight scheduled for Scotland on, <laughs> on January 19th, January 19th. He has a flight scheduled and Scotland, Number one, they went into full lockdown for COVID, and yeah. number, number two, uh, they said clearly, "You're not welcome. You're not welcome in our country. So go somewhere else." Yeah, well, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and the one thing that the the, the uh, president of Scotland said is, "Is like, look, we're in full lockdown. We do not allow anybody to come into this country." except under extreme circumstances. Well, that's a nice way of putting that they don't want yeah, in there. Yeah, um, and well, yeah. And they mentioned, too, that, that his, uh, well, you know, and that's the other thing on the international level. Uh, he has ruined our credibility. Uh, yeah. and, and, and with good, I mean, our credibility is ruined for good reason because half of our country supports him. Oh, yeah. Our, our yeah. credibility is truly, I I'm, I'm, I don't feel like it's, our, our country in, in is, 50% of it is not credible to me. Like I, I'm having a hard time with it because that's not a, that's not, but you can't separate yourself. We're part of this country and 50% of our citizens want this, wants this thing. So when you go abroad and internationally, when the whole COVID is gone, you'd be like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to make peace with that. You know, like no, we're just, no, no, you know, I'm I could just... say that, yeah, I was, I'm not a, I'm not that, but like, yeah, our, our, you're right. Our, our reputation is just, you know, I, I I don't know if it's forever. It's like that my example of that guy saying that you're just you know America is just like the rest of the countries yeah. in the world now, and um, that's true. I think um, we've we've fallen on some hard times, and but um, you know, I think we'll we're, we'll we'll come out of this okay. We're we're gonna be fine. Um, we're gonna we're gonna come out of this, and we're gonna do. We always do. I mean, there's always ups and downs in our world in our country um where we go
go far left, far right sometimes, and we bounce back. We will. Well, you know, before Wednesday, I thought getting back to the the riot, uh, I thought, well, probably the worst thing that's going to happen is they'll go to the Capitol building and surround it maybe and block the entrances. Okay, I thought maybe, well, that's the worst. I never in my wildest dreams thought they would break forcibly break their way in and kill take it. things yeah well now steal things now papers yeah, yeah, on, on top of breaking and entering theft felony vandalism and whatever now you can throw assaulting murder on, the police yeah you can throw murder in yeah, on that assaulting too. the police yeah assaulting the major police and murder and murder yeah yeah and the and the mob is responsible for that oh absolutely everyone in that mob is responsible yeah, for it. Every, anyone that participated in that is, is equally guilty. Yeah. Equally guilty. Yeah. Yeah. There, you, you participated in it. You're guilty. Yeah. Well, Sorry. you know, I, unlike, unlike what the, uh, probably the, the typical Republican would think the rest of the world does not worship us. Huh. You know, we're not that big. Everybody thinks that we're the That's biggest. That's been gone for a long time. I, I think know, since, it's, it's since we there. went to the, since we went to Afghanistan and Iraq, that's when things yes, started eroding for exactly. us. Because I think th- up through the 90s, we were pretty revered in the world. I think mm-hmm. people really did still see us as a beacon of hope. And they saw us as, you know, we had our problems still, but we were doing pretty good things in general um, on a world scale. Uh, and, you know, maybe Oliver Stone might disagree on that with me. but <laughs> I don't give a damn what Oliver Stone thinks about anything. <laughs> but I think, I think in general, if you traveled abroad... You were seen, you know, it's, if you're an American, you're, you're pretty, you know, treated pretty well in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Up yeah. through 2000. I traveled in 2000. Traveled again in 2004. I was not treated the same way. Because that once, they, once we start going to these wars, and, you know, sort of un- unnecessary wars, and you see war profiteering and thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of civilians being killed for what? Uh, and, you know, Afghanistan, all these things. And it was... So that was kind of, I feel like that was the, kind of the beginning of the degradation of our our international image. I do think Obama, for eight years, improved it. Mm-hmm. His, his his attitude, his, his manner of speaking, his professionalism, and his attitude towards international relations was very good. Very, very good, I think. Mm-hmm. Now, um, maybe that caused some, maybe, that, maybe it was too good. Maybe it was too open, but... Whatever. It, as far as how people perceived us, it it he repaired a lot of that. But and, but Trump twenty sixteen just destroyed. Yeah, exactly. Name. Well, that's one thing Colin Powell was talking about today. He said, you know, Trump's rhetoric, you know, this saber rattling rhetoric, and his he has insulted so many people on the international front. He's done us a lot of damage. Not and and, inciting, and, and I know the average the, redneck here doesn't give a damn. Well, what right, do right. we yeah. care? We're the United States America. We can do whatever the hell we want. Well, yeah, we can, but uh, this is a world community now. Yeah, we're global. We're, global. We're, I don't we're care. Global. But you, you know, we're, we're part. We're part of the global community. It's too late to isolate yourself. No, we can't do that. You can't do that anymore. And, and what, what about him also buddying up with all these uh, dictators? Oh too? yeah, like, oh, and revering yeah. them and, and believing Putin over our own intelligence community. Yeah, multiple yeah. times. Yeah, like, what's going on there? Never saying a bad word. He never said a bad thing about Putin his entire four years. Oh, yeah, and he's buddies with North Korea. North Korea, uh, saying know. he's a great guy. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, how, how, do, how do people reconcile that? 
on the Trump side. How do you reconcile that? He's like, oh, why don't we give him a chance? It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, he didn't you know, make any peace with North Korea. North Korea oh, is still making no. nuclear weapons. Oh no, they're 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 still firing off missiles and all that. No, Iran try. deal too. Oh yeah, Iran's worse off. Everything is worse since, since basically everything since 2016 has gotten worse. Well, internationally, you know what though? Before that, you remember Operation Desert Storm. Yep. We took the leadership. We always have to be in the leadership role. The U.S. has got to world be in police, the leadership world police. World police. Yeah. Okay, so we went in. And I liked Bush Sr. I, I, he, he was a reasonable, rational guy, and I thought he was a pretty good president. But I did not agree when he came up short in the war and he stopped before he, he went on into Baghdad. He should have gone on into Baghdad and gotten Saddam Hussein and all that. Well, then his kid turns around right. and wants to go back in. And you remember uh, people, and now this is what's so stupid, uh, people hated the French because they wouldn't go back in with us. In fact, you remember that it was freedom fries and not yeah. French fries and all this. Well, I'll tell you, somebody else didn't go back in was the Germans. And, uh, and so when I was there, I think in about, must have been about 2000 maybe, and that subject came up and uh, uh I said, because we were talking about that, and I said, well, I'm, I'm just curious. I said, Germany went in the first time. But why didn't they go back? And you know what they said? It's because he came up short. He said, the U.S. always wants to be, they're the leaders. You know, you, they lead, you follow, and all that, and he came yeah. up short. And we're not going to go, we're not going to send our people, we're not going to put our people in, well, in so harm's way. So the first way. time they went, that uh, Senior George went in there, it was um, to get Saddam? Or what, what was yeah. the reason for us to go? Well, well, so then well why didn't it's they because get him? he had invaded Kuwait, and, yeah. and, and he was becoming very imperialistic and all that stuff. Yeah. So, but he came up short. Well, you know, the thing is, and, and, I, and I felt bad for him, because you got to remember, this guy was a World War II veteran. Yeah. He had been shot down in combat, went back up. He was a Navy yeah. dive bomber pilot, for Christ's sake. I mean, he had, had to be half nuts to do that anyway. But he, he had seen the way he, I think what happened, I may be wrong, but he had seen so much killing and destruction and devastation. So he in just war. wanted to end it. He wanted to end it, okay. right, right. But we had been taking on almost very little casualties in that. Oh, yeah, we, we didn't have it was almost nothing. Casualties. Maybe he just was, he didn't have a taste for it anymore. But um, so, yeah, and you talk about G-Dub, uh, they they justified it by weapons of mass destruction, Which having, having something to do with 9-11. Neither of those were true. And they went in there it just it just because he wanted to finish daddy's job yeah and 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 an oil play well and because saddam he tried i remember he treated, so well he tried to kill my dad yeah and i'm like you so know. that that is um that's why we lost favor yeah um and i i had a real real big problem with with iraq um i can sort of understand afghanistan but that's also unwinnable war but I can sort of, I mean, because you, you're going after um, Osama bin Laden, the guy who they knew did 9-11, right? So right. I can understand going there. Sure. Even though it's an unwinnable war, it's a horrible place to go to war. I can, I can sort of understand going there trying to, trying to you know, quell the Taliban and, and Al-Qaeda. Iraq was inexcusable, and all those guys in Bush's cabinet are, are yep. war criminals. Now... Um, Again, this is we're just we're only talking about this to sort of understand like oh, wh how we lost international favor and 
And, you know, I, I don't really, I, Obama sh- probably should have um, tried to get out sooner um, too, but he didn't. He can, conti- you know, there's this sort of like feeling that America is, um, you know, we have to continue to be the world police and, exactly. and, and, and yes, that's the problem. Exactly. And even Obama uh, subscribed to that. And yeah, um, yeah. that's where I, I will fault him for joining that, that, <laughs> that, that belief because I don't think we have to do that. Um, and I think Republicans feel that that way too. You know, like like everybody is pl- applauding Trump for bringing home some of the troops. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that that's what Obama should have done that, and for whatever reason, he didn't. Because, but anyway, um, and now we are um, we are basically a laughing stock. Uh, and yeah. now look at what happened two days ago. I think the world is shocked. Um, you know that this could happen in the United States. I, I, I you know. There's so many countries that there have been, um, you know, uprisings and problems, and some had fascist leadership, some had other types of leadership when they had problems, and those those are in the past for the most part. There are no, there are zero fascist countries currently. Yeah, well, um, you know, uh, Bush. I mean, uh, I think his problem was he just plain stupid, but. You know, uh, well, you know, you can't you can't fix stupid. But he did say something the other day that I thought really hit the nail on the head. He said, "This is banana republic stuff." Yeah, exactly. You know, that's and and I thought, well, you know, finally you said something intelligent. (laughs) Yes, you know. Yeah, but I I, I, when I when I was in I think two thousand five or so, I I wrote a song called Bush Puppet. (laughs) Oh, because I think he was a puppet. I mean, he was he was able to talk on camera people believed him um but he was kind of a puppet he's just kind of stupid yeah, you know, yeah, he, he he's was. not a very yeah. bright he's not a very no, bright person no, no cheney rumsfeld ashcroft all those guys were were, were using him as a puppet yeah I so, I so i don't necessarily hate george yeah. w bush h uh, george w bush i don't i don't hate him um i just feel like he was he was a he was being used by those guys and um he he did a you know he he sort of he was a troubled you know he had some problems in his life and he became a, a born again and, and he sort of just wanted to do right in the world. And he, 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 he you know, it's not easy to be president. I mean, he did a, did no. an okay job, but he just, I think the, the people in his cabinet completely used him. And so, you know, he just, I don't, maybe. He's I think the only harm he did as president was getting us back in Iraq. And I, I, I never will forget too, that at when he, went back into Iraq, Colin Powell had become the Secretary of Defense at the time. And he, he told Bush, don't do that. And Bush was, well, there's what, what, because he said, okay, what's your goals? What are your objectives? What do you hope to accomplish in doing this? Bush couldn't answer him. Yeah, he's he's not a very smart guy. No, he wasn't. But he's well, just but, not and fortunately, he didn't do us any real harm, except like I said, Iraq. No. But other than that, he didn't do any real harm at home that I can I, recall. I, maybe not at home. Um, I mean, he did increase the deficit quite a bit. Um, but I, I I don't know. I mean, I was during that period of eight years, I was extremely depressed, probably because of nine eleven and and then the wars and, and how, how our country went in the direction we were going was in the wrong direction. You know, it was just awful. It was, it was a horrible time, I think, um, you know, uh, for our country, but, um, doggies barking in the background, <laughs> I guess somebody's home. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, moving on and, you know, we can't, we can't, uh, just, uh, talk about the rest of history. 
Um, we could we could actually for a long time, but <laughs> uh, I think we should probably um, move on to another topic. Um, is there anything else you wanted to mention in that in that regard? I I guess um, before I I hand it over to you, I I did want to just comment quickly on the because the Georgia Georgia Senate seat wins from the Democrats is a pretty freaking big deal. Um, you know the fact that you know they had. Republicans had full control of everything in 2016 and now they completely lost everything and, and not by fraudulent voting, not by blah, blah, blah. Of course, guys, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and the impact of that is pretty big and it makes me think a little bit, is it too much almost is, do we want to have the sway of powder, the, 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 the power swing so far to the other side? Um, and I'm I'm a little cautious about it. I'm not that I wanted the Republicans to win the Senate, um, but it you know what's going to happen now with a Democrat president, Democrat you know all all across. Um, will will they be going for some of the extreme extreme left wing stuff? Um, and they have the right they they can pass it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it's been a long time since we've had the Democrats uh, control both houses and the presidency, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, well, right now, I, I I am so disgusted and so put off by Republicans in general right now, and I'm I don't care you know who I say that to, uh, but. I don't see where the hell it can be any worse. <laughs> you know, there's been a lot of damage done just in the last few days, but 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 you're right that there's been a lot of damage done over the last four years, and and right. that's that's the part that that I don't uh, uh, I, I don't think a lot of people think about that. Oh well, yeah, I don't want to forget about know. that. No, no, no it's important to. to not. Yeah, well, you got to remember these things. Um, and, you know, um, I don't know. You want to you want to take a break? Yeah, all? I was just going to say take a quick break. We should yeah, and we can come back and we can kind of shift gears just a little bit and, yeah. and finish up. All right, see you in a bit. If you or anyone you know is interested in creating your own podcast, please contact CarmelSoundLab at gmail.com. Carmel Sound Lab can produce your podcast. All you have to do is bring your content and your beautiful voice like Tom's, and we'll do the rest. We're located in Carmel, Indiana. Even if you're not located in the general area, we can do it remotely. Let us know. That's carmelsoundlab at gmail.com. Thanks. We're back. We're back. We were just talking about how um, we think uh, the next two weeks, we still think there's going to be some crazy stuff happening yeah. <laughs> in politics. Uh, you know, and then, you know, after that, maybe we can start moving on to some different topics. But yeah. we'll, we'll see. Um, so, but as of now, yeah, there's still, we still have till January 20th, and it's the 8th today, so... There's a hell, hell of a lot can happen between now and then. Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately. All you got to do is look down at Twitter every about two minutes and something else is going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Tom, 
What do you want to talk about? Well, you know, way back when <laughs> we talked about, we were talking about uh, uh, economic systems and all that. And the last thing we talked about was socialism. We remember we talked about capitalism. We talked about socialism. And today I want to, I want to address communism. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you know, oh, one of the things that kind of uh, going back to Wednesday, they, uh, one of the interviews I saw they did with one of the uh, Trump rioters was, why are you doing this? Well, it's because uh, they're stealing elections and we're afraid of, of uh, this country losing its Christian values and leaning toward communism. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. I've heard that a lot. Communism. Yeah. 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 We're, we're becoming, well, you know, now that Biden's in, we're going to be communist by probably this time next year. We'll, it'll be comrade. Yep. That's, uh, that's, you know, fearing for their children's future because we're now going to be communists. Well, yeah. And you talk about destroy, destroying Christian values. He's the antichrist, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the yeah, yeah, second yeah. one because Obama was the first. Now it's yeah. Biden, exactly. But. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're getting a double whammy here, yeah. folks. And but, pedophiles. Oh, and, and pe- yeah. shit. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. I forgot. We're satanic. Satanic pedophile. pedophiles. Yeah. Yeah. And Hillary. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yes, communism. We are going to chat about communism. Uh, try to keep it interesting. I think it will be. I do. Because it is very pertinent, as Tom said. It is, it is one of the top issues, the top reasons why people wanted Trump to stay in power. Because they feared communism. Yeah, they don't have a problem with fascism, but but they fear communism. Yeah, so we will chat about that as well. <laughs> God, did I say that? Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, uh, God, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, communism. You know, I don't think people know what communism really is and just kind of a summary it's uh, a system in that everyone in society contributes and works according to their ability well there's there's something to comment about this so there's what communism the idea of a communist society is which has never actually been attained there has never been a true communist society and and there and there have been attempts but it, there's never been a successful communist society, and I don't think there ever will be. It's a, it's I don't no. think it's a possible system. But uh, you know, no leader. Everything is commonly owned. Um, everyone is equal, and uh, you know all these things that are, are supposed to be part of communism. But it's never happened. No. In, so keep going on your list. Well, in fact, this the the other part of this is in and this is where it's really never ever been a true communist society in the pure. This is this is communism in the purest sense. Yeah. This is what Marx Marx and Marx what? put forth. Uh, said, and this this is the part that really gets that an individual gets back everything according to his needs. Right. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I don't think that's quite the case. If you ask people that lived in communist Russia or the communist Eastern Bloc, they didn't get nearly (laughs) what they needed. There is no private property. There is no free market. Everything is controlled by the government. Everything. Uh, No religions are allowed. 
you're not allowed religion. Yeah, we'll see. And here's the other thing, too. Yeah, there's absolutely no. Uh, uh, it, well, and here's here's one thing, too, that uh, everybody has free access to all the goods that the community has to offer. That is bullshit. It's supposed to be. The idea is it's supposed to be. <laughs> it's so abundant. Everyone is yes. equal. Yes. So this is sort of like utopian idea of communism. That's that's when it was created by Karl Marx. Uh, and that, that was the idea of it. I think it was actually back in the 1600s when there was, there was some early inklings of communism that some French guys created it, but Karl Marx is the real father of communism. But, um, the idea of it is that sort of like utopian society, right? But it's, it's unattainable and it, and you know, there's, it's just, you know, there's been several, uh, attempts and there's what, there's three current, Recurrent uh, communist, mainly large communist countries: China, Cuba, North Korea, and and that's it. Well, and Venezuela is in there, but nobody ever. Every, are they truly communist? You know, I I, I think uh, they're sort of. I'm not, I'm not sure. I think they're heavily they heavily lean that way, but everybody forgets about Venezuela. So yeah, and there's uh, Laos too. Yeah, well, you know, in Laos. Uh, anyway, uh, let the dog out. Yeah. The dog is, is pestering me. She, you know, yeah, she's, our like, she's our mascot, but she's also trying to sabotage us like a little gremlin sometimes. Yeah. Collie, Collie gets, goes. Callie gets up. She, she gets a little, she gets a little rambucks. She gets bored. She's smart. I think dog. she's bored of communism. Yeah. So, this, <laughs> so let's, uh, well, here's the other one. This, this, this is where. Again, there. This is no way. There's there, there's two points here. That's that no way has this ever happened that I know of in communist countries. It says everyone has free access to all the goods that the community has to offer. No. Right. <laughs> well, there's supposed to be so much abundance that, yeah, it's yeah, not, exactly. that there's no issue yeah, with yeah, anybody yeah. getting what. They, but they will only get what they need. And it's perfect right. balance. Right. You don't perfect even need balance, money right? because it's just. No, no money. Yeah, right. You just take what don't you need, need money. because there's so much abundance. But here's the one that really gets me that there is no. Ideally, now, 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 this is this is utopian communism, folks. Uh, there is no government because everything is owned collectively by every member of society. What about Joe Stalin? Right, right. So, the, so that that went off the rails pretty early, in the, you know, and and all of the communists. It, there is no co- true communism in that utopian communism doesn't exist. But, but um, I think what you know some of these people are talking about, you know, because communism has always been a bad word in this country. Um, I don't think anybody really has taken the time to, to really understand what it is or the history of it, or it's it's been related to the USSR and Russia and China and um but it's being tossed around very 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 uh you know flippantly or whatever you want to call it um by by politicians and, and accusing democrats of being communist and 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 I don't think you could ever say that any there I mean there might be a few super fringe lefters that are that are truly are communists you know but oh it could be there's yeah. probably some out there but nobody who's in office nobody who's you know I think those people are Democrat, democratic socialist people. 
right? And mm-hmm. that's the the brand of socialism, this democratic socialist, similar to some of the things in Nordic countries. And the the contrast is huge. You know, it's it's a big, huge difference between communism and democratic socialism. People don't take the time to understand the difference, though, and and politicians distort it. Well, you know, actually, what it is too, and and in the purest sense of the word. Communism, and here's where it contradicts itself, okay? Communism is a political system. Well, but then we turn around and we look, and it says there's no government. So how can it be a political <laughs> system if there's no government? Yeah. And and unlike socialism, socialism's primary, primarily, we talked about this, economical, and it can coexist with a variety of political systems. So what is the economic system in communism? I I would say it's collectivism. Collectivism. Yeah, I yeah. you know, yeah, it's 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 supposed to be. Let's put it this way. Real world communism is anything but what Marx intended it to be. Uh it's it's because right, right, right. if 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 you read his stuff and you know, and I uh Well even China's different than uh, oh, so yeah. the the uh, the Russia, you know, they're they're market communism. Yeah, so they, exactly. They have market yes. communism yeah. uh, versus uh, state communism. So there's like brand, different, even different types inside of that. But, um, but again, I, I I the reason I think the reason why we're talking about this, we just don't we're not here to just give a history lesson about communism. We're talking about this because of the the, the pertinence of, you know, how it's being tossed around in the world today. In, in our country and 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 as you know Trump supporters first thing you ask them what why do you you know I don't want to be a communist I'm not going to vote for that commie I'm not you know and it's it's a distortion it's a distortion of the truth um, so I think I think I think that's the main reason we're we're talking about it um, I you know I, I kind of want to talk about that in also in um, with fascism too oh yeah uh, so fascism um, is, a, is also a kind of a challenging word, also a lot of very misunderstood word, I think, mm-hmm. um, by a lot of people. People throw it out there and then, you know, the Proud Boys are a, a neo-fascist group. They want a dictator with no rights. And, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, they, they are fascist. And, and, you know, and you look at some of... Um, some of Trump's actions um, and you, you, it's hard to deny that some of those are on the fascist list. <laughs> They're on the list of like, not that he's, I, again, I, one thing I don't want to say is he is not a, currently a fascist dictator. He's not, he's not fascist at this point. Um, you know, I don't think it takes a while to build up to that but he's showing signs of it. But part of some of the, um, some of the, uh, points of being of fascism are dictator. Every fascist regime has a dictator. It's it's all up to one guy. So, and no one else can save you, but this one guy. And that's what Trump's been preaching from for a long time. Mm -hmm. There's no rights for the citizens. Uh, they're pretty much, um, only you only right only you only get rights if you completely bow down to the leader. Then you might get some private property. You might get to do a few things, but you you have to um, 
show that the more allegiance you show to the, the dictator, the more you get. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. So you can have private property. You can, but you have to be very completely obedient to the state. Yeah. Um, very strict class structure. Uh, you know, whereas whereas communism is. There is supposed to be no class structure at all. Exactly. Everyone, Everybody equal. is supposed to be exactly the same. Yes. Equal, there's no right. elite. There's no poor. Everybody's the same. <clears throat> fascism, fascism, very strict class structure. Um, religion is you you worship the state. Whatever the state mm-hmm. is, that's mm-hmm. what you worship. That's the state. The, the individual is meaningless, has no meaning whatsoever. So they, you know, go to wars uh you have no it's not about it's not about the individual about the state and it's about the dictator really well you know a good example of that is in nazi germany uh, which is the the poster child of fascism mm-hmm. uh every soldier every policeman every everybody that had anything to do with the police or the military pledged allegiance not to germany they did not pledge allegiance to their country. They pledged allegiance to Adolf That's Hitler. That's why they said Heil Hitler. Heil Hitler. That was their salute. Yeah. It wasn't a salute to the country. It was a salute to Hitler. Yes. Yeah. And and so it was all about it was all about Hitler. Hitler called all well, of course, the main reason they lost the war is because that idiot decided he was he was a general and he and Russia and, and, yeah and he so he took over actually as the supreme commander of the military, which is Really, it's a good thing he did because the, the had it been up to the military, that war may still be going on. Who knows? But <laughs> they called him the Bohemian Corporal because in World War One he uh, he ascended to the rank of corporal, and so yeah, I, yeah. It, it's just yeah, exactly. Um, more points. Uh, they they uh, have they can completely control their citizens by direct force. Yes. In military. Um, and war is a good thing. So those are my main points of, of fascism. Um, so not all of them are, are in, you know, the, where, where we are with Trump, but a lot of them, I mean, obviously that's, that's like, yeah, I, some of the points that I was making there are, are farther along in a, a more evolved fascist state right now. Um, there's a process to get, to become a fascist dictator, there's a, it does seem it takes some time, you know, it mm-hmm. takes, it takes some time. And it also, there has to be like a degradation of the country in some ways. And, um, one of them is, you know, media, um, calling the media, the en- enemy of the state, um, mm-hmm. building distrust of, on your fellow citizens, um, dividing people. Um, those are all, those are all traits of fascism. Um, and or, or how a fascist, a fascist leader gains total control. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it is is quite different than communism, you know. And and Russia was a big big uh, enemy of uh, Germany. Two different, very different systems, like communism versus fascism. Very very opposite, you know. So you don't get those confused. <laughs> no, no, it's too well. I think what happens is that. 
in some ways there were a lot of similarities. I mean, because yeah, when you look at you true. got Joe Stalin, the end and, result, and similar, you, yeah. you've got the same thing. You've got one guy calling the shots, and you've got you you quell the people with violence and force, and people do not you don't dare say anything against the government. Well, that's true in Nazism and, both of them. and yes. in both of them. And if you look, and especially if you look at North Korea, for Christ's sake, oh you know that's that's even that's even more extreme. And they're supposed to be, and and they're in a famine. There, there's there's so much plenty that they're in a famine, and then and Russia. We know what happened to the Soviet Union. There was so much plenty that they actually went broke. The reason they communism failed is because they went broke. There was nothing for anybody. Just as in North yeah. Korea, there's nothing for anybody, and that's the opposite of what Marx said it was supposed to be. Yeah, it's devolved into something that isn't, you know. It's not. It's not that what communism was supposed to be, but I think that was a a, a pipe dream in the first place. Right? Oh the, yeah, the, the idea yeah. of communism isn't isn't realistic. I mean, I've been to Burning Man. Okay, oh, I've been God. to Burning Man, the uh, festival. Do you get any pictures? Uh, yeah, I got a couple. All right, uh, it's actually a, it was amazing. It was great. They don't have currency. Everything's you know shared and stuff. But it's a it's a festival, you know, and it, it does yeah. sort of give you this like thought. Maybe there is a different way of living. You know, maybe we don't have to live in this way, you know, and it's cool, but it's not real life. It's not the way, no. it's not the way our, our no. world really is. And some people continue that outside of life. And, um, there, I think there's actually a little bit of elements of communism there in some ways, but, <laughs> yeah, this but, is true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but it's not real. It's, it's a, it's a one week fantasy that people go to. It's like going to another planet for a week, um, and, but that's not, it's not realistic for, for humans to be able to, it's not a sustainable thing either. I mean, you go there with a certain amount of stuff and it goes away and everybody leaves, you know, like there's not, it's not a, a realistic way to live this society. Um, but I, you know, it is an interesting experiment and I, I looked at it from that way. It's, you know, people think of Burning Man in many, many ways, but I, I thought it was interesting because there is no, there is no money exchanged. It's just, um, people sharing things with each other and, taking turns doing this and that. Um, and it's really the artistic stuff is off the charts. And well, that, music, hell, that and sounds like really a Grateful cool. Dead concert. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. But I, I, you know, people take it too, too seriously and they make it yeah. their lives. And then, but it's just an example of, um, you know, that isn't sustainable and, and something will break down eventually. Like it, those types of societies typically don't, don't work. Um, so the one we're in right now is is starting to fall apart a little too. But, um, you know, I think you always have to sort of be, you know, vigilant um, and make sure that your society is healthy and uh, your people are healthy and you have, you're paying attention to all your um, parts of society. Um, I think that's why, um, you know, uh, people created these systems in the first place, you know, capitalism or socialism or you know all the isms uh, they're trying to trying to make order you know what this is their idea of how life should be and how we run our society and um you know even capitalism has flaws lots of flaws uh socialism has flaws every side every system every ism has flaws some are very bigger than others like communism and fascism have a lot more flaws than those other two and, um, but I would say, you know, uh, people preaching democratic socialism, you know, 
we should listen a little because we're already kind of doing that already. You know, we're almost the United States is kind of already already doing that with with welfare, well not welfare, but um social security and Medicare. Um and again, I've been saying this before, but uh you know, healthcare and education, you know, we got to we got to do something better than what we're doing right now. Oh yeah. And so uh, we got to be open-minded and we got to be open-minded uh to tweaking our capitalist society um if we're going to survive in the long run i think we need to reset our priorities in a lot of ways you know we've got our priorities in some really bad in some really it's just, bad it's things basically we, money it, yeah it's all, all about money. money and but but it's but it's amazing what what the priorities are but getting back what to what you were saying about uh socialism it's like uh, I know in high school economics, they probably still teach that the United States is a pure capitalist democracy and nothing could be farther right. from the truth. We are actually a capitalist socialist. Yeah, we're <laughs> a hybrid. Democracy. We're already yeah. a hybrid. Yeah, 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 we have hybrids of everything. And, and that's not a bad thing because uh, it's like I said, you know, these people say, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm totally against socialism and all that. So, so I want to ask one of those people my age, okay, then we'll just take away your social security and your Medicare. Oh my God, would it hit the fan then? Uh, so we're a hybrid, you know, and, and, and that's, that's Maybe a good we're, thing, we're but only, we're still a democracy. We're that's, only, you're only as good as your, 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 you know, lowest, I don't know what the word is, lowest citizen. I mean, your, yeah. con- your, your country is only as good as every citizen. You know, you, you can't neglect a giant part of your just because they're not making money or something you have yeah. those people are going to weigh down your society too if yeah. you don't take care of them or help them or get them back on their feet or whatever that's what people are missing is that like you you know capitalism is a is a system of a few winners and a lot of losers exactly and the losers yes. are going to start weighing so heavily on the system that it's going to break yeah. So you have just from a financial economic standpoint, you have to pay attention to that. And it's not even about like, you know, uh, getting a handout or blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, for us to survive as a, this system to survive, we have to pay attention to that. And, yeah. you know, think about it logically and economically from an economic standpoint, you know, it's not, or, and from a, a ideally you'd want to think about it from like, yeah, I don't want my fellow citizen to suffer either. You know, but we, you want them to, you want everybody to feel proud of who they are and what they do and make money and come home with a paycheck and have a place to live and put their kids in a school. And that's the opportunity of, that's the reason we live in America. And we want to have that opportunity and freedom. Um, but if so many people are, are not, are, are losing and, and the, the wealth gap is green is growing so much, it gets, it, it will tax our system to the point of breaking. You know, it, it, it really, I've always found it to be uh, a paradox in that, number one, we tout ourselves as the wealthiest country in the world, okay? All right, then, so why do we have so many people below the poverty line? Why do we have, if, if we were really the richest, the wealthiest country on the face of the earth, we wouldn't have people living on the streets, we wouldn't have families living below the poverty level, and 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 
the re- the usual right winger is going to say, "Oh my God, he's talking about communism." I'm not talking about communism at all. I'm talking about tweaking the system so that the gap between the haves and the have-nots narrows. It's getting bigger every day. It's yeah. not getting smaller. It's getting bigger. We're having more and more people slip into poverty than we've ever had. Yeah, and it can be a tough subject for someone who is wealthy and has a lot of money right now to think that that anything they do right now doesn't seem like it's necessary because it's just a moment. You know, it's just today like I you know, what am I going to why do why do I want to get taxed more this year? That's stupid. I don't want to do that. They don't see the bigger picture um that, you know, the system might fail. Yeah. In 20 years. If we don't change something, we're, it's, we have to have some, I don't know if it's taxes or what, but, and I'm not an economist, but something has to change and we are all going to have to compromise a little bit, I think. Well, you know, one thing that history shows is that when you get enough impoverished, and when you have enough impoverished, hungry people, that's what leads to unrest and that's what leads, right. that can lead lead to revolution case in point pre-communist russia czarist russia uh the the gap you you either you either had it or you didn't and the number of the have-nots way outnumbered the number of haves and so communism the idea of communism was appealing to these people i mean you get desperate enough it sounded pretty good i mean if you if you read the uh, the manifesto and all that, and you, you know, really for for an impoverished person, it sounds pretty good. But did it re- did it work? No. Maybe that's what's going on with with Trump in some ways too. Yeah, you, you know? know, and well, in the other case is France, pre revolutionary France. What caused the, the the French Revolution? Hunger and poverty. That's exactly what caused it. But and but they went democratic. And for a while, when they had like Citizen Robert and all that, they were pretty much a dictatorship. But they, but they, they eventually went democratic. Uh, same thing: the seeds that 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 were planted for Nazism. You have to remember that after World War One, Germany was in a desperate state. Oh, yeah. They were. It was. Uh, they were in a, a severe depression. Uh, hunger and uh, joblessness and all was the rule of the day. And so when the Nazis came along, well, that sounded pretty good. Yeah. Desperation you know? and, yeah. and survi- surviving uh, leads to a lot of things. Uh, you know, you need your short-term surviving, right? Yeah. yeah but and, you, you, sometimes you don't think about the long-term consequences. Nazism lasted, that was going to be the thousand-year Reich, and it lasted 12 years. It lasted from 1933 to 1945. Uh, so it failed. So what I'm saying, I think people should be not looking at what's wrong with this system. We've got a great system. Yeah. It's worked for over 200 years. But Stop, pointing fingers. Stop this, pointing fingers at each other and let's yeah. just work together and, and tweak the existing system. Yeah. we got a good system now. Let, yeah. Let's just work together. Stop, t- stop claiming that, you know, you know, uh, Democrats are communist and, you know, now that Trump is gone there, maybe we have a chance for this, you know, maybe, maybe we actually have a chance to, to work on that. You know, um, that's my hope. You know, you really have to hope. And, and I think, you know, I'm still optimistic enough, even in light of all this crap that's been going on of late, 
I'm still optimistic enough to think that the folks in Congress and the courts are acting in the best interest of the people as they see it. I think, I think they're sincere. I think there are some, like uh, Cruz and Holly and these guys, it's not we the people, it's me the people. But I think, I really think those kind of jokers are few and far between. I mean, I hope I'm right. Yeah. And, and so far, you know, that's really been the case. I mean, we've been through, this country has been through God knows, and we're still young. We're a young country. We're only oh, yeah. two hundred some years old, so yep. so we're 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 still evolving. Uh, oh God, I use the word evolution. Oh God, I'm going to catch it for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, this is not the country. It's not the government that it was when we formed up when when we first became a democracy. It's because. Times are different. Situations are different. There's technology now that wasn't there, so on and so forth. So you can't become stagnated. You have to evolve with the times. And I think when we stop doing that, and that's the problem I have with the ultra-conservatives, if we stop evolving, I think we'll, we're, we're going to be in big trouble. We, we have to progress. We have to evolve. And the, the staunch... Uh, uh, conservatives don't want that. They think that's evil. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, I get, I start thinking about like the idea and what conserve conservative means conserving what you have and keeping things the same. Um, they just the general you know philosophy of it is, uh, don't change, keep things the same. Um, that's safe and evolving is scary growing is scary changing is scary and it yeah. potentially could you know change things for you personally maybe you know <laughs> but you can't everywhere everybody knows you can't stop change that's the one thing that's that's always going to happen and um you have to just evolve and you know ebb and flow with it and be smart about it well you know i think some of the, one of the stupidest things i ever hear is when somebody asks why are we doing it this way and the stupid response is because we've always done it that way. Yes. Yeah. You that's know, true in a lot of things. And you, work, and you do it in, like in work thing. You know, you go to start a new job and you just start doing things the way everybody else was already doing it without going and looking into why. Yeah. And yeah. You know, take over, you know, th then you could be repeating why that person's no longer there. Because <laughs> when you get but, that attitude, you think this is, this is the best way, it's the only way. Yeah. And, and that's not the case. Right, <laughs> right. But, yeah, well, that's yeah, good. That's I think we've covered a lot of good stuff today. Um, I think our next podcast is going to have, we're going to get another guest on. Uh, haven't nailed down who that's going to be yet, but I would like to continue on our path of common ground, try to find some, um, some, some people with some opposing views. Um, you know, we're still, I'm still having a hard time, um, understanding as I have talked to a few of my, my, uh, opposite side friends and they, they, they seem to be, um, um, uh, okay with what happened a little bit in the, in the Capitol. And I'm, 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 I've, have, I have a hard time with that. So, um, yeah. maybe we can, 
We'll see how the next few days go, next week goes. Um, I we're gonna maybe maybe we'll do one or two more podcasts next week. Maybe we'll put out two episodes next yeah. week. Yeah. We'll, well, before we leave, John, I I did want to mention globalization. Oh you know, yes. Since, since we're on, That's true. yeah. Uh, this is another thing. You know, when you hear the Trumpites, oh my God, globalization. Well, I got news for you, folks. We've had globalization for decades, decades. Uh, Global, what is globalization? It's the process by which businesses or organizations exert influence or start doing business on an international level. I Look at the pharmaceutical companies. There, we're, we have, like Lilly, has production facilities all over the world. Boeing has production facilities, the, the car manufacturers. So we've been globalized forever. And so now all of a sudden it's gotten to be a dirty word, and I don't understand that. Globalization is now, oh, that's, that's a no-no, boy. You don't, you I don't think it's because know. of the, the, the China factor and the manufacturing uh, being, everything's being outsourced. All of yeah. our manufacturing went overseas, and um, that's probably the biggest thing I, I can think of um, where you know jobs were going away because of that, and it, it did change our... Our, our landscape a little bit. Um, but at this point, at this point, I don't, I don't think we can go back to, I mean, and no. that's what, that was, what was such a fallacy of, of, of Trump's platform is that, I mean, I, I think it's okay to try, but the reality is it's gonna, it's really hard. There were a couple, I think he tried to bring a couple manufacturing plants back to America. One was in Wisconsin and it, it just didn't, I, I, it was really hard to do because the cost is so much higher here. Once no. you go over there, it's hard. But I don't know. Maybe maybe that could change down the road. You know, I I I just think of it as manufacturing. But there's a much much more to it than that. Obviously, everything's tied up internationally, and you know, with with uh, internet and how everything is. Um, really, it's just we are connected as a globe, as a as a planet. Really, yeah. Um, it's really really hard to to isolate a country and, and be a nationalist country at this point, because, you know, uh, everything's so intertwined. Yeah. Well, the world anymore, as I see it, is like one big neighborhood, you yeah. know, I mean, ideally, yeah. right. Like yeah. that's, yeah, yeah. That's, why, I mean, that's the way we, that's the way, we, that's the way we have to operate because you can't, we don't have the old days of isolationism though. That went out the door after world war two. Yeah. That we we yeah. we've ceased to be to be isolationists. Just just think what this country would be right now had we remained isolationists. Well, I do think it's you know borders and things like that. I I think it's it's cool and important to preserve a country or a state's uh, identity, cultural identity. Um, you know, but a lot of the boundaries tend to be arbitrary a little bit, like especially in the States, there's sort of arbitrary lines on a river or something. And, oh, it, and, yeah, it, yeah. and it's like, why, why are we divided because of that stupid line? And, you know, and there are different, and I think that the differences should be celebrated and encouraged because the differences are great. You know, yeah, um, yeah. The, you know, there are some, some enemies out there. We do have, you know, for sure. There's people that hate us, oh, but yeah. in general, um, a lot of the, you know, there, there isn't any reason to, to, to feel that. I, I guess that's the difference between globalism and nationalism is that national nationalism is just, you're, you're really focused on only your country and you just want to, 
and um, you just want to just, you know, kind of shun the rest of the world in, in some way, basically. That's yeah. kind of what yeah. Trump did. Um, and, and globalism, you know, the, there's different perceptions of it. What it means is, um, you know, you're not giving, an, you know, some people on the right they think that you're not giving enough energy towards yourself, our own selves, you know, our own country. And hey, maybe that's a little true. And may, maybe a, a somewhere in between is good to, to, to be cognizant yeah. of both. Yeah, yeah. Be cognizant of both. Don't don't <clears throat> don't be so global that you do neglect your own country and your infrastructure falls apart, or you, you all the people lose jobs. That's not good. And don't be so uh, nationalist that you shun the rest of the world, because then you become an isolationist country. So somewhere in between, which is I think where we've lived for many years now. Yeah. Um, except until Trump came in where we have been trying to like close the shutters and just, <laughs> just, you know, shut everybody out. Um, so I, I think it's going to be nice. I think once we get this new administration and to come back and just sort of open the windows, we're open for business. Yeah. We're just like, but, um, I, I've said this before and I, I still believe it. I think that we should consider, you know, some of some of Trump's policies, the Republicans' policies on you know just to kind of help help heal and come together, such as like being tougher on China and you know keeping our borders more secure. Yeah. Um. And 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 maybe that would be some some way that people could realize that we're like maybe we want we are in this together. You know this. Yeah. We, we do want the same things. And we are in a globalist society <clears throat> now, whether you like it or not. And I'm sorry, but we have to live that way. So. You know, I just going to make the point. You know, globalization is a true is a two way street. Think about it. There are how many foreign manufacturers have invested and created jobs here, i.e., uh, Mercedes Benz, right. Subaru, Toyota. Yeah, uh, provide us they, jobs e- yeah. exactly to provide us jobs. So, so globalization, like I said, it works both ways. Right, and so how many? Jo- if if we took away all the foreign manufacturers that are based that are in this country now, how many jobs would that cost? Boy, I don't know. That's a great millions. Point. Yeah, great point. Great point. Um, and uh, so on that note, I think we'll we'll call it. Um, it's a really good point by Tom there at the end. I, I maybe we could bring on a, an economist or something at some point to help yeah, us understand some of the finer details. Of uh, globalization versus, uh, I guess you'd call it nationalization. I don't know. Um, nationalism. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know if those two are actually on the same par. But um, it's been a pleasure. It's been a good yeah. show. I think. Um, I think so, Tom. Until next time. I just want to say I feel bad for Joe Biden because he's stepping into one hell Boy. of a mess. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, you're right. That is. Uh, I hope he's got enough energy and whatever his age to handle it because it is one hell of a mess. Maybe he can just you know hire people in the agencies that are competent instead of hiring yeah. all these yeah. crazy just, people like putting Ben Carson in front of in in charge of like what is he housing or something? Yeah, and housing and urban Betsy development. And yeah, yeah, education. yeah. He like was in charge Rick, of HUD. Rick, what's his face in front of, in charge of Homeland? I, oh, uh, he. Per, it's almost like he purposely hired people that had no experience in these things to to screw them up. Yeah, I almost I feel think, like yeah. like like let's let's screw things up as much as possible. Absolutely. So I think at very least hiring people to run some of the government 
uh, institutions around the you know federal government um, will help. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, anything else, Tom? I think that's it, John. All right. Till next time. Take it easy, everybody.